no official suspect of the murders near Moab has been named. That said, it's my opinion he's killed before and could kill again. There likely wasn't any stalking or victim type in this case, but had more to do with proximity and opportunity than anything else. Next, on Drowning Verdict, I talk about a long cold case that was recently solved where certain similarities match up for me and could be helpful in moving forward with a double murder near Moab. Oddly enough, that killing occurred 17 years ago on the same date. One thing's for sure though, the case of two girls gone forever needs better traction. Kind of like the tires on a mountain bike rolling over slick boulders. Welcome to Drowning Verdict. I'm Chip Mahoney, and you're listening to my true crime podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about cases out there in the world that fascinate me, and I go more in depth with the case. So thanks for being here today with me. You might have found me on my YouTube or my Twitter, which is a good way to get the latest episodes in that format. If you like what you hear in the sample, click the link in the description to get to the full episode and check it out. If you're on my YouTube, that's a good place to be because you can subscribe there and get full um, episodes of Drowning Verdict as well as my video podcast, Crime and Commentary, called Glock Watchers. So I've got more coming for you on both shows and subscribe so you can maybe double dip with me. That'd be awesome. If you're coming back after subscribing before, I totally appreciate that. Uh, It's a big deal that you're coming back and listening to me again. And as you know, I'm an author. I talk about story, connections, new angles, and maybe some truth here and there. Um, So thanks a lot for coming back, sharing, and you know, I'm going to give you a reason. I'm going to give you a reason to stick around, give you a little nugget to chew on, and maybe there's something that can happen in this case that I'm talking about because it just has the hairs on the back of my neck sticking up. It's very eerie to me how similar it is to a case from 17 years ago on the exact same date and kind of the same circumstances. Different time, different place, but kind of the same stuff that went down in the Moab murders of the murdered couple. 17 years ago to the date, the date of uh, death and the date of being found, which was August 14th, date of death, being found on August 18th, which is what happened in the Moab murders. And I'm going to get into not a suspect that I have, but kind of like an idea of a certain suspect because it's so similar to me that I just got to talk about it. So we're going to get into that and I'm going to give you a reason um, to keep keep with me on this podcast episode. And then maybe I'll talk about a suspect. Maybe I'll talk about what kind of suspect to look for. Of course, not a name because I'm not an investigator. I'm a podcast host. Drowning Verdict um, is my show. And then Glock Watchers as well, which is crime and commentary. But who knows? You never know what can happen with this stuff because investigators are swamped with a lot of stuff all across the country. And even the big case right now with Gabby and Brian, which you know about if you've uh, checked out my recent episodes on that, which are very popular, that stuff is eating a lot of attention. But I think this one needs a lot of traction. These two girls, this couple, they were murdered and they were murdered viciously and violently, um, riddled with bullets. 
and seems to me with their bodies they might have been posed um, and I'll get into that so let's talk about what happened 17 years ago on the exact same date that would be August 14th of 2004 and that was kind of the same deal it was a couple um, a guy and a girl who were looking for a place to stay northern California north of San Francisco north of San Francisco in Sonoma County and all the uh, hotels they were going to all the rooms were booked up so they decided to take it you know for one night out to the beach and that happened to be Jenner Beach which um, you know again is that coastal area north of San Francisco Sonoma County and although illegal to stay there and illegal to camp they decided to get in their sleeping bags and stay there overnight and sometime on August 14th is when they were killed with a rifle and the guy was shot first and that awoke the girl and then she was shot and it was over and it was over and that crime went cold until about 2016 2017 so it took some time to figure out who done it and they did find out who done it so let me get into the victims uh, they were a young couple her name was Lindsay Cutshell his name was Jason Allen they were in sleeping bags they were killed with a sawed-off rifle like a Marlin rifle that was unusual to investigators at that time. It's kind of an unusual rifle. Um, gave them some ideas about it. They had some, a little bit of uh, things to work with, but nothing came of it. And then one day, one day in 2016, 2017, they ID, uh, ID'd their suspect. And his name was Sean Gallen. At that time in 2017, which was four years ago, he was 38 years old. So when he did the killings of the couple on the beach he was 25 and he was brought to justice brought to trial given life in prison and justice was served but it took a while to get there now flash forward you know four years from that capture to 2021 august 14th this couple is in the LaSalle mountains something happens they do uh, described them as saying that they saw a creepy man or someone who was intimidating to them. Could that have been Brian Laundrie? We don't know. Was he the creepy man in the van? Well, you can check out previous podcast episode on DV where I talk about that. Could be 50-50. We don't know. But it is unusual that what's going on right now with uh, where they've said they've found Gabby's remains or it's matching up and they're not 100% but let's face it, they did find her, and they're going to release that information as a confirmation. But it does kind of seem very strange that at the same time or just after they were uh, murdered, then the whole thing with Gabby and Brian happens. And so you put some guy who, if he did the killing of Gabby, which most likely he did, they're going to, you know, he's run away from the police right now, is in hiding, so he's a suspect. Um and then for him to have uh, killed Gabby and have these girls as a previous killing that's unsolved, well, that puts a murderer right in the same vicinity. And they did cross paths at the, the co-op and that sort of thing. There's some stories out there about that. But I said that I would get into kind of a profile on a suspect. Um, not that there is one, but what I think that it is. And I know for sure it's a guy 
know it's a I know it's a male suspect. Sean Gallen, at the time of the Jenner Beach killings, was 25 years old. Well, most of the time people kill, serial killers especially, started about 30 years old and worked their way up to about 45 before they stopped. So their kind of time frame is about 30 to 45 years old. Now with a one-off event, a violent type of person who's just pissed off one day and wants to kill some people because of proximity and you get in this line of sight and he looks at opportunity, well... I don't think they necessarily have to be 30 years old, but I do think that this person is older than 25. Now, similar, or I should say where I'm going with uh, kind of my idea about it from my author mind is that Sean Gallen had plenty of reason to finger him as a suspect, even without any uh, proof, I would I, I should say. And that happened uh, because in his, his past history, he had actually killed his brother yeah, he, he had a brother. He killed his brother. I don't know what what uh, date that was, whether it was before or after. I think it was before the Jenner Beach killings in 2004. But killed the brother. That's uh, that's a really bad thing, by the way. By the way, he uh, put together a package bomb. So he had some Unabomber in him. Put together a package bomb and set it on a car, I believe, for one of his friends. You know, somebody he was just. Uh, you know, not feeling too good about, you know, making, you know, uh, no longer friends, that sort of thing. And the wife or the partner of the friend picked it up off the car and it blew up and it injured her arm, injured part of her body. So he's a man of extreme violence, this guy, Sean Gallen, who got life in prison in California, uh, which is, you know, basically what even a death sentence is. You get a death sentence, it's still life in prison until you die. So he's has that extreme violence in the background. And he also, at one point, shot a guy with an arrow. So when I added up, kill the bro, package bomb, you know, Unabomber stuff that, you know, the Unabomber's in Supermax, which means he's he's criminally insane. And then there's the uh, shooting a guy with an arrow. Yeah, that's that's not fun. So there's not too many people like that. So when I look at a suspect with the Moab murders as somebody who could do this, somebody like Sean Gallen, I, I think a lot I think a lot about the Jenner Beach guy. I think a lot about Sean, and I think a lot about who this person could be. I know it's a guy. I know he's over 25 years old. I'm thinking over 30 years old on this one. And I'm also thinking that he's local, which means that he's lived in Moab, but he's had extreme violent tendencies around that area, mean, meaning that he's had run-ins with people before. Um, now... I would say, or I should say, with uh, an asterisk, because again, I'm a podcaster, not an investigator, you can look for yourself online and find someone just like that. You can find that extreme violence. You can find something similar to a package bomb. I'm not going to mention what happened, but you can look it up. And the only thing that's kind of off for me right now, and it's a really good alibi, is that I believe the person was in jail at the time or in a holding cell at the time of the murders in August of the the two women, the couple camping there, LaSalle Mountain. So not exactly sure of, you know, if somebody was out of jail or how that worked because I don't have any confirmation about it. But I got to tell you, it does match up in my mind from the extreme violence. So I think when you're looking at a, somebody that could be involved and you're trying to build like a profile 
You know, if you're working for the FBI and you're trying to build a profile on somebody, this isn't a serial killer. This is an opportunity opportunist. This is someone of extreme violence and somebody who has had run-ins before. And when you're looking at a community like Moab, which by the way, this guy pointing at myself, never been there never been there. I know it's a great place for mountain biking. I know it's a great place to be in the environment and to be one with yourself, but never been there. So I don't know. I don't know, but it's got a co-op. It's got a lot of restaurants, a lot of community, and a lot of people are upset about this. There's a lot of attention on Gabby and Brian, rightfully so, rightfully so. And you can listen to that on DV previous episodes because they're very, very popular. A lot of people tune in for that, rightfully so. But these are gone girls that are gone forever. And that's, you know, that's something to think about. This one needs traction. This person needs to be found. In the other case, 99%, it was Brian. But was he the creepy man in the van? Did he have something to do with this one? Well, I did say on one of my uh, previous episodes that if I were to pen the fiction, then I would have put the creepy man in the van where he went out one night and Maybe as we've learned how they had to be separated, you know, Gabby and him, and maybe he was out near uh, that campsite in the La Salle area where these ladies were killed and he saw them and he was so pissed off that his relationship was crumbling and he couldn't control it. And they were already having those, those violent arguments and some, some physical violence as well that he snapped when he saw a happy couple and it pissed him off when he saw two, two women together as a happy couple thinking, my God, you know, I can't even get it right myself. And he snaps, he kills them, he gets back in the van or he hooks up with Abby again, or Abby, Gabby, excuse me, hooks up with Gabby again. However, she knows about it. She knows that he did it. And there's where her life ends. Now that's fiction. That's how I would write the story, the author mind. They say that there's no link between the two. The sheriff said, yeah, we're looking into it. The next day, we're not looking into it anymore. I don't know. I guess you got to keep that open. It's it's strange that it just happened at the same time. And something as such a massive case that we're experiencing right now with Gabby and Brian playing out in the news, the drama coming to Netflix soon, all that stuff. It's just strange, very strange. But I think you got to go back to Jenner Beach. You got to go back to 2004. You got to go back to August 14th to August 18th, 17 years to the date of death and date of discovery. It's very strange. In their sleeping bags, shot. Girl wakes, or you know, girl wakes up after a guy's shot first because a guy's killing a guy, so he wants to take that guy out first. So no one can attack him, basically. She sees it. She makes a noise. He kills her. And then left on the beach four days later, discovered. A legal camping area. Now, it does look like we might find out, as I wrap up this podcast, thanks for staying with me, but we might find out that these two girls, these two ladies that were newlyweds, they were they were recently together. A lot of people know about them. Um, happy couple that they were posed or they were you know after the killing the murderer did something to remove 
the bottom of their clothes and to pose them, whether it's by a river or something like that, something a serial killer might do. You know, you might see that in the movie of the week or whatever, but we don't know the information 100%. So if that's the case, if they come out and say that, which they probably wouldn't anyways, I would not say that it was Brian that did that. So is it, uh, you know, is it probable? Yeah, I I guess it's probable. Um, well, anything's possible, but... I don't know what to say about that. It's just a little bit confusing right now. But I think you got to go back to Jenner Beach to move forward. Go back to Jenner Beach to move forward and think about somebody who was local. Think about somebody who's had extreme violence before and done crazy stuff. Not, um, you know, got into a fight here at a bar or something like that. But literally, like, you know, threw a knife at somebody or did something insane that a crazy person would do to show that extreme violence that they're capable of doing anything because Sean Gallen, he was capable of doing anything. He was capable of killing his brother. He was capable of killing strangers in a sleeping bag. He was capable of building a bomb to kill anybody. Even if a little kid picked it up, he didn't care. Think about it. Or my mind, my author mind, I think about somebody who is capable of that. So if you know the community and you think of the community who within it has that kind of rap sheet and like i said you can look it up you can look that up so this is chip mahoney um you know i'm signing off on drowning verdict for now but i probably have more on this one because it's just so eerie to me that it happened 17 years ago date of death date of discovery and years later years later it went cold but they finally got him sean gallon at 38 years old and he was known to the area Who's known to the area in Moab or around Moab? Where are there whispers right now? If any, we'll see. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. I'm out. Bye-bye.